KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company. Schleider Painting, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. All right, good Saturday afternoon, and uh, I am Rich Orris, filling in for uh, Scott Mosby while he is out on assignment this weekend, so I am here today with Jody Hall from Mosby Building Arts, and I myself am also uh, a senior home consultant with Mosby Building Arts, so we have two experts today, two for the price of one, to get things going for you, so if you have any questions about your home today, feel free to call in, and uh, the phone lines are wide open, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. So we will be here for uh, the next two hours for you today. And uh, in lieu of the Cardinals baseball that had been going on, now we're back to a uh, two-hour program for you. So plenty of time to get in on the phone lines. Again, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And uh, so, uh, Jody, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you, Rich? I'm doing just wonderful. We've got a lot going on today, a lot going on in the news that everybody's been talking about. And, you know, so this this show's all about our homes. And as, as a senior home consultant with Mosby Building Arts, I talk with clients daily about how to make their homes more comfortable, how to improve their home, you know, how to make it better for themselves. And with everything in the news right now, everything going on, you know, we might be spending a lot more time in our homes in the in the coming weeks. So we can talk today about making your home more comfortable. What should you be thinking about? What should you be doing? If you have any questions about that or any suggestions? Maybe you've been, you know, kind of quarantined in there. Maybe you you have some ideas that you've done in the in the past to make it a better stay while you're in your home for a while. We would love to hear from you about that, and uh, we'll have some information for you too that we can kind of share out there. But again, feel free to uh, give us a call three one four four three six seven nine hundred. So. Um, Jody, what do you think about, you know, we both talk all the time about how do you make your home better, but people get to leave, people get to go to dinner, you know, so so the time that we're thinking about, they they go shopping, they go grocery shopping, they you know, all these activities, you go to work, you come back, so, you know, you're not necessarily thinking about a constant thing. Do you have any ideas and what, how, you know, we could help people when they're, uh, looking at being stuck in their home for a little bit? Well, what I've personally done is I went out and got got a bunch of food, and I think some good things are going to come of this. Um, even though there's a lot of uh, scary stuff going on, it's going to make us become more closer to our families. It's going to cause people to cook at home more often than we used to. Um, yeah. And we might find that we really enjoy it. And uh, I, I actually look forward to that part of it. And uh, my family might not because yeah. I bought a bunch of stuff to make soups and, you know, uh, things that will last a long time. But, um, you know, I think there's there's some good things that can come of all this. Uh, we got to think of the positive and, and know that uh, we're going to be with the people we care about the most. And uh, just be patient, I think, would be my best suggestion for people. 
Is, yeah, is think absolutely. About it. You know, just be as patient as we can with each other. And, uh, you know, we'll get through it. It's just uh, one day at a time. And I think I think we'll be all right. Yeah, no, I, I, I think definitely. And, you know, one of the things that that we do in, in our home is, uh, you know, set up what we call kind of like a sick room, which which actually happens to be my master bedroom. Uh, so no matter who it is, they kind of go there if they actually have the flu or something like that. It's been me in the past. It's my daughter, you know, it's any of us, but you know, it's, we have a story and a half home. So we have an extra bedroom that I can, or my wife or whoever can, can run and sleep in. But so it's on the first floor. It has a bathroom right off of it. And the other nice thing to think about is, so ours actually has a door to the deck so if you wanted to just get some fresh air, you could kind of go out that door, spend five or 10 minutes outside, come back in and really not a, walk through the whole house or affect anybody. So think about those areas. And, you know, if you were stuck in your home for quite a while, you know, what, where would you go? What would you do? You know, plan for that and, and, and think about that, you know. So I think it's time we uh, take our first break here. So we've got uh, John and Larry on the line. If you guys can hold on through the break, I'd really appreciate it. And we will get to you as soon as we return. And for anybody else, uh, get in on the questions and the calls and the conversation about being stuck in your home, if you, if you can. 314-436-7900. And we will be right back. <laughs> All right, we are back after that uh, news break there, and uh, we got a couple people. John and Larry held the line the whole time, so if you have any questions for the second hour, feel free to give us a call, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And let's go straight to uh, John has an electrical problem for us. John, are you uh, on the line? I am. Thank you. Hey, thanks for waiting through all that. Did you just sit and listen to it? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I didn't know there was a virus going around. Now I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a question for you. Sure. I've got, Go a, ahead. Big, I've got a finished basement, and um, two of the outlets went dead. Unfortunately, a refrigerator was plugged into one of them. And also, I guess it's on the same circuit. I have four outlets on a screened-in porch that are also dead. I went to the circuit breakers and uh, checked them and actually flipped each one back and forth, and everything seems to be on. How would I diagnose that problem? Uh, yeah, Jody, you got an idea on that one? Uh, yeah. Did uh, How old is your home? Uh, 15 years old. Okay. Um do you have any uh, GFCIs that aren't in the kitchen or bathrooms? Uh, not that are connected to that circuit. That's the first thing I, I thought about. But I thought for sure the ones on the screened-in porch would have been, but they are not. Okay. You could, uh, if you go to a, one of the big box stores, you can you can buy a radio-controlled plug-in, and you plug it into one of those outlets, and it'll it'll read where that's going. You can either go down to your box to see exactly which breaker it is um, to control those outlets. And if those outlets are off and the breaker's on, uh, you want to go see if you can trace the other outlets in the house and you just take the, the it looks like a little handheld wand and you go up next to those outlets and it'll, it'll ring if it's part of that circuit. Um, so what you're wanting to do is you want to find if there's power before those outlets are going off then 
you can diagnose the problem from there and see from where the wire is working versus where it's not working. Sometimes it's as simple as a broken wire uh, in the in, in the, one of those outlets that's carrying to the power to the next outlet. Does that make any sense to you? So I so this this device will read current flow. Is that what is that what I'm doing? And so try to find out where the current flow ends. Well, it, it'll it'll ring. So it's basically it isn't telling you the current. It's chasing the wire um, through the walls. And what it does is it it'll it'll power up and ring to the handheld wand. It's just a radio frequency that tells the continuity of where okay. that wire is going. Okay. Um, and that'll kind of help you. You really need to find out if if the the home run coming back from the box is powered at some point, and then it is unpowered. That's kind of where you chase it back to, and right. that, I, that unit will yeah. help you do that. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if it's possible that one of the outlets could have come loose or, or gone defective, and that's breaking the circuit. Well, even the 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 piece that I'm talking about, it doesn't have to have power to the outlet for this to work. Ah, okay, very good. It'll it'll end up ringing back to the the unit and tell you basically just telling you the continuity. So if there's a broken wire in that system, then it'll it'll tell you you know help you diagnose, not tell you, but it'll help you diagnose where it's located. Okay, perfect. Appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, okay. no problem. Yeah. So it sounds like once you find that sound, it'll kind of tell you the continuity through the wire, and then you can kind of find where that break is and take the outlet apart wherever it loses power and start seeing if there's bad connections, broken wire, loose connections, get it rehooked up, see if it's working. And then if not, then it probably will be a break somewhere in the wall between outlets, like between the outlet and the porch there. And then it could really kind of, you know, then the repair might get pretty hard, um, you know, for John there, if it, if it does turn out to be, you know, in the wall. Well, what I would start with, even before you buy anything, is I would check the outlet that the refrigerator was plugged into um, or any outlet that you have fussed with. If you've plugged things in and had trouble with that outlet, if it moves when you're plugging things in and out, a lot of times those wires can easily get, you know, um, just wear out from, from movement and then and break in that wall. So if, if there's an outlet that's part of this system that he is having troubles with, then I would start with that, pull that outlet apart, and, and kind of look for the broken wire there. Um, but that's kind of like a two-stage uh, remedy to finding the problem, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So you, so he, so John could take that outlet apart and just make sure, undo everything, make sure it's hooked up, everything's connected well, do that at both ends, and just make sure that, uh, you know, it's there before you purchase anything and go out and get tools and things that you need to you know, try and locate and things like that. But that's an interesting tool there because, um, you know, checking continuity, kind of old school when, yeah. when we first started and stuff, you literally had a wire at each end and that wire had to be connected. And then it would tell you if it's, you know, sending that signal back and forth from one wire to the other, but which could be, you know, you could need 400 feet of wire in order to check continuity. So, the radioactive stuff and all that radio frequency and sending the signals through is a really cool, you know, upgrade for, for tools today and, you know, how to uh, figure that stuff out and everything. So absolutely. I've used it many times and it's, it's probably one of the best tools when you're trying to trace something down like this. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, Hey, if, uh, if 
for the second hour. I want to invite everybody to give us a shout. I am Rich Orris, and Jody Hall is with me filling in for Scott Mosby. So uh, feel free to give us give us a call in the next hour, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. We've got uh, plenty of things going for you and uh, a lot of information we can go over and questions we can answer definitely in the next hour for you. And we do have Larry and Jim on the line, so if you guys... Uh, could hold through the next break. We can get to your calls as soon as we return. And again, give us a shout. Phone lines are open, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Well, Scott Mosby, as you know, is off this week. I am Brian Kelly coming in. Thanks to Rich Orris for hosting the first hour. Now I will be here with Jody Hall, Project Coordinator at Mosby Building Arts. And Jody, uh, we have some people waiting, and some have been waiting for a while. So uh, should we get right to it? Absolutely. Sounds good to me. Well, let's go. Yeah, thanks for your patience. We do appreciate it. Let's go to Joe, and Joe has some wiring questions for Jody Hall. Good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How Joe? can I help? Hi, uh, hi, I don't have to ask you have questions. Uh, the last guy on there was having a problem with wiring his wall outlets. Yeah. Uh, he talked about, well, one thing you should have warned him is, just because outlet doesn't look like it's working, you can have hot wires in there. So you don't want to get in there half-battersly and start grabbing uh, wires and receptacles because the neutral can be broken. Yep. You still have a hot wire in there. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for, for following up on that. That's a, a great point. Enough. I should have probably mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's okay. And also, uh, not only wires in the wall, they're also in the ceilings you in your fixtures. They can go up to a fixture and back down. Yeah. It- so... Typically in the in the outlet ones, um, with the house age that he was saying it was, uh, the outlets yeah. and the lights shouldn't be connected at that point. But you never know. You know, if somebody else owned the house, they could have done many different things that weren't quite the way it needs to be. Um, so you always want to take caution for sure. Don't ever exactly. presume it's turned off. True. All right. That's, that's Th- what I want to say. Thanks so much. All right, Joe. Well, yeah. Thank you. Bye. Well, you open a wall, you never know what's back there, and you never know where the wires lead. No. <laughs> We've had lots of surprises over the years, and it's some of the funniest things you find. <laughs> yeah, and it cannot be funny if yeah. they're the wrong thing, for sure. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Larry first. Larry, you have been holding for a long time. We do appreciate that, and you are now on with Jody Hall. Okay. Right. Well, <clears throat> I've got a 40-year-old ranch house. It needs to be upgraded. It's never been upgraded since that time. Um, Being 40-year-old, it does have a aluminum wire in the initial installation, but it's got, at that time, whatever kind of a a ward for the wiring. You know, so I mentioned that. Um, It does have some additional wiring that was done uh, later for lights, like, for instance, in the uh, closets. Um, we have had uh, a break in that electrical, too, and I'm assuming that the squirrels had dinner up there. And so um, my question is whether you can splice those legally if you find a break like that. Which, and then i got a bigger question. Are we talking the splice in the attic? Yeah, in the attic, right. Uh, absolutely. As long as there's a, um, you have it in a box, and you put a box at both locations, and as long as the the insulation is not over the top of that, 
um, that's absolutely okay to do. But again, like our last caller said, make sure you check that for continuity and make sure the power's off when you're doing that. Right. But okay. that's well, absolutely no, my, okay. My, okay, my major question is, being 40 years old, we wanted to go through and do a thorough paint job. We have some master uh, shower to go in, some uh, modest amount of work in the kitchen, and we have two rooms of all, it's all oak floors. We have two floors and two rooms uh, that need to be refinished. And the other ones are also oak, but they're, they've mostly been carpeted, not totally, but mostly. So my question to you is, with all that furniture and all that stuff in there, is it possible to accomplish that without moving everything out? That would be a no on the flooring. Um, you need to have everything off the floors and out of the room. You can possibly, it depends on how much room you have in your home and if you want to get through everything. Um, when I did mine, I put everything in the garage. Um, I, second time, I was fortunate enough to, to buy the home across the street to renovate. So I did that house, and then I put all my furniture over there and then came back and did the floors at my place. Um, so uh -huh. definitely on the flooring, you need to have everything out of the way. But for painting, you can just move th uh, move things uh, and, and plastic over everything and protect it. Um, in, in most situations, I would suggest that you do the floor first um, because you don't want this dust on the walls because you need to wipe the walls down before you paint them anyway. Um, so we right. we typically would have you do the floors and then have the painters or you paint and, and come back in and clean the walls thoroughly, um, get them all dust-free, and you can have drop cloths and plastic down and protect those floors. It's easier to get the the anything you might drip a spot off the new floor than it is to get it off an old floor anyway. Um, but that's that's just the typical process that we go through. Okay. Well, if you got seven rooms on one floor that you got to move stuff out, do you have a gut feeling for what the cost of in and out would be for something like that? Because they have to go in storage, I guess. Well, it depends on the process. And if you're having people come in and do your floors or you're doing them yourself. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's going to be professionally done. Okay. So if somebody's going to come in and do your floors for you, you know, you're going to you're gonna need a couple of guys for a full day just to get the stuff out of your house. Um, and then uh, same thing coming back in. So I, I would uh, I would say, you know, you're at least 16 to 21 man hours uh, to just offload and move the stuff out. It could be as much as 32 okay. man hours. Um, and then same thing coming back in. Okay, so 60, 60 plus hours, but but then you got storage in two in the meantime. Well, I don't typically get into the storage side of it, so uh, I don't have an answer for you there. I know there's a lot of places that offer monthly uh, storage, uh, but then you got to get it transported to there, and from there, I would probably suggest a pod would be my, my first gut instinct. If you have a place to put a pod, then you're then you're not going to have to transport it and uh, go through that. And I don't know how much those cost, unfortunately. Right. Well, what's the time frame for doing... Uh, the uh, other than the moving itself, which probably, like you say, is maybe two days at most uh, to move in and then to move out. What about the uh, uh, time frame to do the floors, do the cleanup, do the prep, and uh, uh, and paint, and and again the electrical. So the, the, the floors are probably a week. 
Um, but then you're you're on the schedule of whoever's doing the floors when they start. But start to finish, you're probably a week on the floors. Uh-huh. And then are you painting or are you having somebody else paint? No, somebody else. Okay, so you're probably a week at both both sides uh, of that. Okay, and so, so you'd figure two weeks, two weeks. you end up with three okay. weeks by the time you move everything in and out, floors and paint. But the whole thing is you got to orchestrate who's doing that for you um, to make sure you're all on the same timeline because that could change um, depending on their schedules because if you're going to rent that, that pod for a month, um, you're probably going to need it for two months by the time it's all said and done because it's very seldom that people's schedules work out uh, the way we intend them to. Right, right. Does that help so you out? Can they, do, can they do electrical work while this is going on, or does this require another period of time? Are you asking if Mosby can help you, or are you just asking in general? Well, in general. You know, in other words, there's an electrician that does a few things here and there. You're um, going to be impacted, and I mentioned the shower. That's a major effort going in. Install a new shower. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would have that done and the electrical done before anything else. Okay. Then I would do the flooring and then the painting. Okay, gotcha. Thank right. you. Good luck. All right, thank you very much for the call, Larry, and for hanging in with us. Jim, if you would hang in with us for just a couple of minutes, we're going to get to you next, and then you can get in line at 436-7900-1800-925-1120. The number's to call to get on the Helitech Home Improvement Show here. Jody Hall from Mosby is here to take your calls. It's 1215. Well, if you're listening for Scott Mosby, you're probably wondering, who the heck are you? Well, I'm Brian Kelly, and I am glad to meet you. Jody Hall is here. He is from Mosby, and he's going to take your questions. 436-7900-1800-925-1120 on the Helitech Home Improvement Show. It's 1220. It's 39 degrees. It's not going to get any warmer, but it is going to get wetter. So we're glad that you are spending this dreary day with us. Jim has been waiting, and Jim, you are now on with Jody Hall. Thanks for your patience. What do you got for us? Hey, um, so our house is about 30 years old, and we're, we need to buy new windows. I don't know how versed you guys are on windows, but we've already chosen a company to do it and a uh, pretty much a name-brand window to replace what we have. The question I have is uh, the back of our house faces south, and it seems like all those windows are really uh, pretty bad. Right now they're aluminum clad on the outside and wood on the inside and actually the wood on the inside is what has deteriorated um and and there's a we have a total of 17 windows well there's uh i think six or seven that face south and those definitely need to be replaced and my question is and i don't really know if there's a wrong or right answer to this uh, we've we've contemplating on first we were just going to do the seven of them that were uh, really definitely needed it um, and then we thought maybe we ought to just do the the whole house the, obviously the front faces north um, and those windows seem to be okay but you know after 30 years uh, I mean do windows kind of lose their Well, 
30 years, it, as long as the window's not fogged on the inside, and the uh-huh. that means the seal and the thermal brake is not, you know, damaged in any way, you have the original R value of the window. Uh, unfortunately, 30 years ago, we didn't stick, you know, nitrogen and uh, argon inside our window thermal pane. So we, we now have much more thermal windows than we used to. Um, with that being said, um, it's really about what you can afford. Um, if you can afford to do all of them, it's, in my opinion, it's like your headlights. You don't want to replace one headlight at a time because within a week, the next one's going to go bad. Um, if you can afford it, it's always best to do them all at the same time. Then you can quantify the efficiency of your home. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I, and that's pretty much what we're, we're, um, we're going to do, but I just kind of want a second opinion on, uh, you know, if I was again, doing the right thing and I, and I'm not sure there's a right or wrong answer. I, I mean, I, I hate to take the ones out in the front and, you know, would have come to find out that they would have lasted another 20 years or they could only last another year or so. And I'd be right back into, uh, you know, doing it anyway. So, um, well, they, they really all, if they're not broken seals, they'll last um, until, you know, something goes wrong. Uh-huh. But it's also the efficiency of your home, you know, how much you're spending on electric and, and, uh, and gas and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. You know, if you, if you are, I'm, I'm one of those people that like to know where everything's at. And I want to be able to say I did my windows in, you know, 2020 and I did my whatever, you know, and you, know, you can get the, you know, real documentation of, how, th- how thermal your house is and, and how efficient it is. Um, and we all want to be as efficient as possible, but it comes back all to your budget. And if you can, uh, you know, your your level of investment, if you're okay with it, then uh, I think I would invest in my home if I were you. Okay. And, and one last thing about the same subject is none of the glass is fogged anywhere, even on the south side, but the wood on the inside, I mean, you can almost poke your whole, your, your finger through it. Uh, supposedly the company that made these windows, which at the time was, uh, from what I read, a pretty good product, uh, have have either been bought out by somebody else or uh, just went out of business. But when they uh, made the wood frame for the inside of the window uh, where they cut the, the, the pieces of wood, they didn't seal the ends, and water, I guess, and whatever else has absorbed into that wood and and just deteriorated it so um yeah the glass is fine it's just the the frames that are that are shot and you know i i I guess you just got to go with new ones yeah i i would say in that situation you might have a couple of different things going on um the, the windows don't sweat do they um no unless it's like extremely cold and you know outside and it's warm inside there might be a little condensation on the inside of the glass okay so the uh the thing is usually a a, a clad window with wood on the interior is, is typically a very very thermal window and it's it's the most efficient windows um but when you have something going on like that and it isn't a whole lot of condensation on the inside i would tend to believe there may be some kind of leaking on the outside that could be getting in and, and causing you some of those problems. Um, have you been able to look on the outside at the caulk uh, around those windows? Yeah, everything looks fine. Um, and I don't know if it's just due to, you know, face, as I said, facing south and maybe they expand and contract and 
and you know maybe that has something to do with it uh you know in the summertime the heat's as well as you know it yeah. on an, it pretty much beats down on the back of the house and uh and and again all the other ones on the north side are perfectly fine um but i don't know so I, it does sound like a thermal thing um that might have caused them to expand and contract and uh-huh. it, and when they expand and contract you get the same thing do you have a brick home or is it a sided home it's both but the the back part the south side is sided okay um and, and sometimes you you have to kind of go from the top down and confirm where the water's running do you have a big enough overhang is your gutters uh you know clogged at any times um it, it's all of that because you can you can sometimes have a gutter clog water will come up underneath the fascia back into the the house behind the siding get to the window and you don't even know it's happening yeah um yeah. so w- whenever they open your windows to replace them just make sure tell them about this situation and that they keep their eyes open for anything uh that would you know be a cause other than just the heat okay okay and, and the windows that were that they're uh going to put in are the type where I don't know the proper term, but they're the type where they don't have to take the interior trim off the wall. They just remove, I guess, the sashes on both sides. Um, you, you know what I'm talking sure. about? Or, so are your windows wooden um, sides now? Are they Are they wood now? sides? No, they're plastic to where, I mean, they. you can push them and the wind, window will tilt in. and. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're they're putting sash packs. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, those will be fine for the glass, um, but that's not replacing the full window. That's just replacing the sashes. Is that correct? Yeah, the sashes and the well, they're going to replace the glass too. Yeah. Yeah. So the sashes, the glass, and the wood around that, um, all in one piece. Um, uh-huh. So those are great. Um, it's just if the problem is already something that we're not talking about now if it's something that's outside the home it could be happening to the same thing so if they replace the whole window they're getting the window out they're getting into the the two by fours and the siding um but it sounds like you're getting sash pack replacements where they don't really get into all that Uh um so you want to really keep a good eye on these windows when they when they first do them to you know verify that you're not having any type of continuing problems Okay. Uh, because, like I said, you you can get water goes some of the craziest places, and it can come down your roof, go over the gutters, and you know under the fascia, back in you know to the behind the siding, and you don't even see it, and wow. wick wick in places that you'd never guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate the information. You bet. Have a great day. You too. All right, Jim, thank you very much for the call. You could be next at 436-7900-1800-925-1120. As Jody Hall is in, I'm Brian Kelly. We're here for Scott Mosby. Takes two of us to uh, fill in for Scott. He uh, is off this weekend. And so give us a call, 436-7900-1800-925-1120, and we'll take your call next here on the Home Improvement Show. Brian Kelly sitting in for Scott Mosby. The expert here is Jody Hall. And, Jody, you just talked to Jim about some windows, and you have uh, some additional advice for him. Uh, yeah, Jim, if you're still listening, I just wanted to give you a heads up and tell you you're welcome to go to mosbybuildingart.com. We have a whole link there that discusses window tips, um, you know, deciding which ones to replace, how to select the new ones, um, choosing on a, a window installer, and the fact that if you 
pay for the most expensive window, if the install is bad, then you, you've really done nothing but waste your money. So you want to make sure that your installers are great and, you know, you're choosing the right products um, and, you know, go from there and just, you know, hop on our website and, and take a look at those tips for you. Um, they're there for you and uh, we appreciate the call. The, uh, the other thing I had going on was we were talking about, you know, this show is really all about you and your homes. No, I, I got something I got to say oh, before you get into this. Please do. I want to tell my wife, Sue, there's a special below deck on, never seen before, brand new, and it'll only be shown this once, so you better run to, the, to turn off the radio, run to the television. <laughs> okay, I think I gave her time. What are we going to talk about, Jody? Uh, I, we were telling you all, it's all about your homes and with everything going on in the news right now. You know, a lot of us might be spending more times at home you know, whether we're sick or we're with a loved one that's sick and if we're locked down for a little while, if you're not ill and you have some time on your hands, you might want to think about decluttering your house a little bit. Uh, that's what I'm going to do if it happens to me. Just uh, ruin my weekend. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's something that we all need to do. We never do until it, we have to, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just, let's talk about it a little bit. And if you have any questions about your homes or how to make them more comfortable while you're there, um, you know, we all need to get through this, and like I said earlier, let's let's just make sure we have patience with each other. Know that you're going to be with the ones you love the most, and I know how Thanksgiving and Christmas is, and we really <laughs> need to smile and just know that we're there with people we care about. And, you know, like you got weather like this where it's just kind of nasty out, and we got nothing, no sports to watch on television, really, and so it is. It's a it can be a challenge. And so I guess we turn our thoughts to our homes and how to declutter them. What advice do you have for decluttering? Um, my rule of thumb is that I tell my family uh, is <laughs> <laughs> if we haven't touched it in a year, mm -hmm. then we need to move it on over to this table. Mm -hmm. And if, if you fill up the table and if there's anything on that table that you want to hold and reprieve for one more year, you got so many items you can pull off and keep the rest of them get donated or moved on down the line. Mm -hmm. um, that's easy to say until it comes to me. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, with all the tools and equipment I have, I I get to like play a special card when it comes to that. Uh, but, you know, it it affects me the same as everyone else. And, and I keep things I shouldn't keep um, for way too long. If, if you don't use it in a year, you're not going to use it in another year. Um, you know, just simplify your home as much as you can because it makes life a lot easier. My philosophy is if I haven't used it in a year, I'm going to use it tomorrow. <laughs> well, I, I find out if I loan it out, that's what happens. That's when you need it, right? <laughs> the second I loan out the tool, a couple of weeks ago, I loaned out a welder, uh -huh. and it was the next day my auto exhaust broke on my car, and I needed the welder back. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me now? Really? <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Yep, it never fails. Absolutely. You've been talking a lot about windows here in the last little while. Some things you can buy cheap. Some things you can't, like uh, trash bags. Usually, don't they are not very good if you buy them cheap. Toilet paper, <laughs> yes, yeah, very timely. You might have to buy it, but it's usually not as good if it's cheap, right? Unless you're the only one in the store, then they see a pack uh, nowadays. Exactly. So, uh, what about windows? Can you is can, can you really buy lower priced windows and still get some quality? Well, it, it, it's all in dependence of, you know, what your level of investment is and mm -hmm. what you can afford. Um, yes, you know, if you have a single pane window and you replace it with a, you know, cheap thermal window, you're going to get better insulation than you would have had before. Um, but again, it's it's really you can buy all up, up and down in the gamut. Um, just because you spend the most doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. Mm -hmm. um, you want to make sure that you're getting, you know, 
you know, you don't want to price yourself out of the market either. You know, you're not going to, you know, put a $5,000 window in, you know, a home that only has six windows, <laughs> right. you know, um, you're, you just want to make sure that you're, you're using common sense and, and you don't price yourself out of the market and, and spend what you can afford. But same token is make sure you're getting what you're spending. Um, you want to make sure that you have low E and argon um, built into the thermal break of the window. Um, if you do a little bit of research, you'll find that slider windows are less efficient um, than a double hung window. Um, double hung windows are less efficient than a casement window. Um, it's, it's all in, you know, what you have. And, you know, you really, the best thing is to get somebody out there that knows what they're doing and help guide you through it. Mm -hmm. Um, and we can be happy to help you with that. Or if you call another company, um, it's just tough to do all the little bit of research on your own to educate yourself enough to know I'm getting the best bang for my buck. Yeah. There are a lot of things like that where you think you might be able to do your own research, but it's better to go ahead and, uh, Talk to an expert like somebody from Mosby, like Jody Hall, and you can do that at 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Is the efficiency as important in summer as it is in winter? I mean, in winter, if you've got a, a, a door that doesn't close tight or something, boy, you can really tell. You can feel that cold breeze coming through, and you know that little crack is just, it's money just going right down. You might as well take your dollar bills and start sticking it through there. Uh, is it? Does it make as much a difference in the summer? It doesn't feel like it so much, but... Well, if, if you like air conditioning, it does. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a person that don't ever use the air conditioner, it's not that big a deal. Right. Um, but if, if you want to keep your house, you know, they have all these thermal imaging guns now that you can buy at the hardware store for 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, and you can walk around your house and see and, and button it up. We just did a big uh, remodel at Mosby, and there was a couple of areas of concern, and they, they had their HVAC crew in and, and went through the whole place and, and could really pinpoint where the cold was coming from or the heat was lost. You know, and, um, and it really does. The, the more you button up your house, the more efficient it is. Um, and, you know, but there's, there's two sides of the coin. You know, um, it, as long as you're keeping the cold out, you also want to get outdoor air in for exchanging right um so if you you know nowadays we get everything so tight that you don't get that outdoor air in it quite as as good as we used to mm -hmm. but it's kind of like uh you know where do you where do you spend the money or save the money um it's it's tough to say and i'm not an expert on that <laughs> but uh, i i tend to believe absolutely it's worth spending the money on a better window than you know the the first line you know you'll you'll spend you'll hear for a couple hundred bucks you can get a window installed well you're getting a window installed, but you're not getting, you know, what you really think you're getting. Yeah, you, know? you you're really getting want to a, make couple, sure. a couple hundred buck window when, yeah. the, the, if you want quality, you're going to have to pay a little more than yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and then you, you know, oh, you want the old one taken away? <laughs> oh, you want the caulk too? You know, and it's, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like you, you just got to really know, do some research, and and you know, go go to our website and see how to choose people. What's the, what's the best way to choose a contractor? Um, and, and the great thing about it is Mosby, Scott and Judy has put that together so that people can really get an education. They're not there to sell you. They're there to help you. Mm -hmm. And that's just like this radio show. We're here to, to help people and help them with their homes. And that's why we're here here today. And you have a few more minutes if you want to get in with Jody Hall from Mosby Building Arts. 436-7900-1800-925-1120 on the Helitech Home Improvement Show. 
Going to rock you a little bit there as we keep going here. I'm Brian Kelly, and for Scott, Jody Hall is with Mosby Building Arts, and he is here to take uh, your questions. Again, the numbers, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. And one thing, Jody, as we head into what eventually promised someday will be warmer weather, anything in particular we should be thinking about doing? Personally, I think, uh, you know, it's a great time to think of screen rooms and outdoor living. That's that's my own choice. Uh, I love barbecuing and uh, cooking outdoors in the summertime. Yeah, that's what we have a beautiful screen in back porch we had put on a couple years ago to replace the old one that was falling apart. And when the weather gets nice, we practically live out there. And that really is the way to go. It definitely is. It makes us feel like we're all in Florida. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, So is there anything we should go around the house and and kind of check out, look around the outside, the inside, look for leaks maybe, if if we get this rain today, anything like that? Uh, Typically, I you know, in the spring, when I go through the house, I'll I'll go outside. you got to take your hose bibs, uh, you know, insulators off and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, and just kind of make sure that all the debris is away from the house, um, leaves and, you know, rake it around. Um, keep everything away so that you can kind of look. You always want to walk around your house every couple of weeks and and look. If you have a, a you know a raised ranch or anything that you see the concrete coming out of the ground, keep your eyes open for little mud trails or anything like that. That's typically going to be a termite situation. Mm-hmm. And um, termites are pretty friendly. They actually come in most of the time under the front porch and under the back porch of the home. Really, um, only because the, uh, the the porch typically is poured up against the house and mm-hmm. there's wood meeting concrete. Um, and a lot of times termites will just find their way in there and you never even know they're there. Wow. So it's something that homeowners can do easily and just, you know, go down in your basement and look wherever your front porch is um, with a flashlight underneath there. And there shouldn't be any mud at all or any, you know, dust, debris, dust, stuff like that. Just kind of clean that up if there is, you know, um, get that little broom up in there and, and wipe it out. So that that way, you know, you check once a month and it, it'll, it's really a costly repair if you... Mm-hmm let it go for a year because you don't even know they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I kind of typically do every spring and, and fall. Um, I try to do it more often, but it's kind of like, you know, anything else we do around the house. Exactly. <laughs> we have intentions and they're good, but it doesn't always come to fruition. <laughs> right. Put, dro- write them down. That always yeah. helps me anyway. Yep. Let's go to David. David is here on the uh-huh. Helitech Home Improvement Show on KMOX, and we are at your service, David. Hello. I'm having problems with the caulking. On my windows, my house is uh, 60 years old, and it's all dried. I want an easy way to get the old caulking off before I put new caulking on. Well, David, unfortunately, there is no easy way. Do you have a brick home or a sided home? Brick home. Brick home. All right. The the only way that you can really get that off is with a, a sharp wood chisel, because that old caulking is almost like the brick itself. Um, it right. gets gets so hard, and you almost have to chip it off a um, couple inches at a time all the way around the window. That's my probably least favorite thing about changing windows on, on an old home. Um, you know, nowadays we have multi-tools, um, battery-powered multi-tools, and they have some blades that you can put on the end of those that are made for scraping, caulk, and, uh, and glazing. Um, that would probably be a great, great avenue to try. I haven't ever tried that myself. Um, it's been a couple okay. years since I've been replacing the windows. Um, but that's something that would certainly be a great idea to do is, a, a, you know, something you can grab at the store and not spend too awful much. Um, but a battery-powered uh, multi-tool with a, a glazing blade or a caulk blade uh, would be a, something I would certainly try if you have very many windows. Okay. Thank you very much. You bet. Have a great day, David. 
All right. Sounds like a lot of people are working on windows. I guess, is this a good time of year to do that? Good as any, I guess. It must be. Yeah. (laughs) It must be. You don't want to do it in the wintertime, I wouldn't think. No. So uh, get that window work done. Anything else you need help with? 436-7900-1800-925-1120. As we head outside at this time of year, is there anything we should or should not do close to the house uh, as far as, you know, putting a garden right up against it, anything like that? Oh, you always want to keep your garden... 10 to 20 foot away from your house. You want to mm-hmm. make sure that all your downspouts are running in a tube at least 10 foot away from your house in all directions. Um, you don't want to let that water get back in and, and seep in the house uh, and causing you problems later on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love this year we're going to put a garden in at my house. Uh, mm-hmm. My neighbor did last year, and I'm, I was so jealous I couldn't couldn't <laughs> see straight. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure it's more effort than I'm going to get out of it, but I think it'll be a fun project. It is yeah. a lot of work. I've had gardens of various sizes, and actually our flower garden we have just about tripled the size of for this year. Really? And uh, I'm hoping next week I'm off a few days, and I'm going to hopefully get out there and till it again. I tilled it once, and... And get that thing ready to go. And, and But you know what? It, it's a lot of work. That's going to be a flower garden for the most part. We might have some tomatoes and peppers and things like that. But uh, it is a lot of work to plant a garden. But like you said, it is worth it. Because, boy, you. when you get that fresh fruit or vegetables, mainly vegetables, I guess, it is so good. Well, it's funny because I, I always help my wife with her flower garden. And I was kind of like the laborer. And she'd just kind of point me and I'd go. And I've I've come to, to really enjoy our time together out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is it is a blast. You know, and it's just you can sit back and enjoy the, the fruits of your labor, li- literally. Yeah. You know, and uh, and to see the garden next door flourish and it was our neighbor's 16 year old daughter that did it you really? know, for uh-huh. her and and i'm like okay I, I better get off my can and start doing some of this <laughs> well you might be able to talk the 16 year old daughter to help you out too yeah, she, you know she's, she's young she's, enough to still have all that energy yeah yeah <laughs> i might have to become a vegan though <laughs> i don't know oh yeah <laughs> it's kind of tough and that's probably why she started it because uh, you know the, all the the vegetables and things and but i uh I, if I could learn to grow some mushrooms, that's the only thing I really like. Uh, I'm the only go. one in my family, my son and I, and he doesn't live with me anymore, but uh, we both love mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, it's just something that I'm sure there's different flavors and different things. I've always, okay, either they're raw or they're cooked. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. And uh, strawberries is my favorite. That's oh. we, we grow strawberries, and they are absolutely the best. Let's go to Rick. He is next up here on the Helitech Home Improvement Show. We've been talking gardening, but let's go back to home improvement with Rick. How you doing? Hi, thanks for taking my call. I was uh, just curious. I've uh, been in a new home for almost two years now, and I understand, you know, concrete by nature is going to crack. And I've been putting off finishing the basement because I wanted to make sure that at some point in time, I'm hoping you can answer that, when it would be best to finish this so that if there's any cracks that might possibly be an entry point for water, uh, I would be safe, you know, if I've taken all the precautions externally to eliminate water, like having my gutters in uh, drain tiles and making sure that all the grading is done properly. Uh, what I'm considering, what I'm seeing is normal, I guess, uh, contraction or expansion in concrete that, uh, that everybody gets. But I, I didn't know how many years. Is, is there a period of time you have to wait for concrete when it finally reaches its maximum uh 
point, you know, to where it's not uh, expanding or, you know, any any longer? Uh, yeah, you, you'll be waiting a while. It it, it doesn't cure 100 percent until 100 years. So, <laughs> well, well, no, I guess I won't be doing any refinishing. Yeah. No, but I, I always tell customers, you know, get used to your house. If you've been there, is it, it you said it was a new home? Yes, it'll be two years uh, in about another month. Okay, so you, you, two years is a good time limit. That's why I say you've been through two seasons um, from cold to hot to wet and everything else in between. And in this last year, we've seen a lot of it, I know for a fact. And, and I'd say if you have a dry basement at this point, you're good to go. Um, you know, you, you really have no concerns after that. A two-year-old home, it's going to have a sump pump built into it. Um, you're going to have, yes. you know, plenty of steel in that foundation. Um, some of these older homes that we have, you know, my home was built in the 60s, and you only have two rods of steel in the top and two rods in the bottom of the foundation. Nowadays, they have, you know, the whole thing's full with steel. So your your foundation's likely not going to crack um, from expansion and contraction. If you haven't had any cracks now, then I would assume that you're not going to have any um, very minimal that would would not cause you problems, especially if you have a uh, a remediation system for your water um, that should be included in a two year old home. So you, you do have it a sump is. pump. Correct? Yes, we do, and I've, I've never I've inspect I inspect it every few months, especially when the rain hits, like right now, and and I have not ever seen any water, um, and it's just completely dry in there. Well, then I would say you're good to go and, uh, you know, start planning, you know, put your plan together first before you go, you know, jumping right in. But, you know, plan your work and work your plan. That's what Scott always says. Um, make sure you, you take your time to, to do it. And, uh, you know, when you, you get going, uh, it, it turns into quite a, a fun deal. Um, and it's, it's a great avenue to have your family and use the house. And you get twice as much home for, for money you've already spent. Yes, and it's, it's definitely a nice place to be in the summertime because it's uh, naturally cooler down here and, and uh, just a, a great way, way to spend some time, you know, or you take care of Mother Nature's uh, cooling in the summer for sure. Absolutely. And the only thing I would probably suggest is is to go ahead and invest in a, a, a battery backup uh, system for your sump pump just because if you're going to close it behind a door somewhere, you're going to forget about it. Um, and if, you, oh. if you're not taking care of that, it'll go off and let you know that you have a problem. All right. Thanks for the call, Rick. We are out of time. So, Jody Hall, thanks for coming in this week. Did a great job filling in for Scott Mosby. Retire Ready is coming up. That follows the news. I'm Brian Kelly. Have yourself a great day.